This episode is brought to you by Scribe. Scribe is my premium, high-level training for aspiring authors and accomplished authors. For a number of years, Scribe has been a live event. But recently, we've put the entire training online. So no more airfare expenses or hotel fees. No more face diapers. No more fear of catching a disease that was spawned by some guy who decided to eat a bat. <clears throat> you can watch the training videos and download the notes as well as the cheat sheets, all from the comfort of your own home. Plus, you'll receive over $6,000 in bonuses, which includes a private Facebook group where you will receive further coaching and connect with everyone who has gone through the training in the past. Scribe covers everything from how to write a successful book, to how to finish it, to how to get it published, and the hard part, how to promote it so that people beyond your family and best friends will want to buy it. Head over to attendscribe.com attendscribe, all one word, dot com. And you can read all about it, including testimonials from those who have gone through the training. Hi, fun seekers. Welcome to another edition of the Christ is All podcast. If you're new to the podcast, I want you to know that we have to date over 160 episodes. And many of these episodes will bless you, challenge you, inspire you, encourage you, and even illuminate your spirit and your heart. That's based on hundreds and hundreds of testimonials from those who have been listening to the podcast from the very beginning. Today's subject is about dissension, and I've entitled it The Dissenters. In Matthew 23, verse 37, Jesus cried out, O Jerusalem, Jerusalem, you who kill the prophets and stone those sent to you. Let's talk about dissenters. A dissenter is someone who disagrees with and or challenges the status quo. The word dissenter comes from a Latin term, which means to disagree. In the 17th century, those who broke away from the established church were called the dissenters. There were both Catholic and Protestant dissenters. And throughout history, there have been two main kinds of dissenters. I call them the disgruntled dissenters, and the sober-minded dissenters. Let's talk about the disgruntled dissenters. These are angry, bitter, disgruntled people with their own personal agendas. Some of them are not mentally stable, being delusional or egomaniacal. They live their whole lives on the fringe, not because of their wisdom or prophetic insight, but because they're just fringe personalities. These people are easily dismissed because they usually mix their dissent with bizarro, even if they happen to stumble on some things that are based in reality. An example of this would be Mel Gibson's character in the movie Conspiracy Theory. Then there are the sober-minded dissenters. These are stable people with good judgment and extraordinary prophetic insight. They have great wisdom that exceeds their peers, and they're able to predict outcomes. They may not be gifted in all areas. In fact, 
They are usually less gifted in many areas, but when it comes to discerning roots and offering solutions, they excel. Because of this, they're often regarded as radicals. And I'll give you an example from U.S. history. In 1965, under security of state, George Ball broke with the conventional wisdom and all the other advisors to President Lyndon B. Johnson. Ball was a lone voice, and he said to Johnson, quote, Look, you're going to lose in Vietnam. You're going to end up with a protracted war that will divide America. At the end of three or four or five years, you're going to be in Vietnam with 500,000 American troops, and you're not going to accomplish your political objective. End of quote. So Ball advised the president, President Johnson, to walk away from the war and let the government of South Vietnam fall. To his credit, Johnson took Ball's concerns seriously because Ball was a sober-minded person with good judgment. Johnson was up all night contemplating his ominous warning. But in the final analysis, Johnson decided to listen to his other advisors instead. All told, the war in Vietnam ended up destroying Johnson's presidency and his legacy. It cast a dark shadow on his great society to the point of nullifying it in the public consciousness, and it eventually broke Johnson's spirit. Had Johnson listened to Ball, history would have been very different, and so would Johnson's legacy. Out of all of Johnson's advisors, only one was ready to be a troublemaker and challenge the conventional wisdom. George Ball was a sober-minded dissenter. Note that Ball gave his dissenting counsel at the risk of being laughed to scorn by his peers, and his prediction, though it was ignored, turned out to be true. This same exact narrative has played out in politics and religion for thousands of years. There have always been sober-minded dissenters in both realms. And dissenters are usually executed. Just ask John the Baptist, Jesus, Paul of Tarsus, John Huss, and scores of others. In the modern West, however, they are usually ignored. And there's no good reason to expect this narrative this pattern to change. It seems to be written in the bloodstream of the universe. As one philosopher rightly said, quote, what history teaches us more than anything is that men never learn anything from it, end of quote. It is for this reason that sober-minded dissenters are relatively rare in our day. They aren't willing to risk the shunning, the loneliness, or the execution. It's easier to support the status quo and be part of the good old boy network. The price for dissenting is just too high. But what does the Lord think? We'd all be wise to remember George Ball and LBJ, Lyndon B. Johnson. By the way, a few people may be listening to this and apply it to themselves if they're trying to urge their pastor or elder board to make a change about something in their local assembly. While that has some application, of course, I don't have this in mind in everything I just said, nor am I speaking to such situations. I rather have in mind large-scale changes that affect the entire nation 
or the entire body of Christ. And in closing, I think the best book that unfolds the act of God-inspired, sober-minded dissent is T. Austin Sparks' Prophetic Ministry. There's nothing like it in print, and I wish every Christian would read it. Prophetic Ministry by T. Austin Sparks. Until next time, God bless. Hey guys, this is a postscript just before you head out and we part ways. I have created a bundle of free resources. This would include my other podcasts, the YouTube channel, several free ebooks, free seminars, and other free resources. And you can find all of that at frankviola.com. And if you go to frankviola.com, you will see in the top menu a link that says free stuff. You just click on that and you will be taken to the free resources page. Also, a number of you have asked if you could donate to help defray the costs of the podcasts and also to express appreciation for the value that you've been receiving. You're under no obligation to donate. I don't ask for donations, but should you have it on your heart to do so, you can go to frankviola.us. That's frankviola.us. And that will take you to a donate page. There's three different options you can use to donate, all of them simple. Thank you very much, and God bless.